Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Kev's Perspective. I'm your host, Kev Lowe, and today we had my guys, Gage and Eric Bowman, aka Bodiz, and then my other guy, Grime, aka Brady Aiken. Uh, I had these three on because we were all in Fargo, North Dakota for a show I booked my guy Bodiz on, and we all had a little uh, good time. We all got a little lit. We went and got loose at a bar in Fargo, um, took some local suggestions, and had a good time out there. And, you know, at the end of the day, I had my podcast gear with me, so I was like, hey, we're in the Airbnb. Let's do a podcast so here we were at this airbnb in fargo and we were like you were just gonna have a crazy conversation because when we're all a little tipsy we were all just talking about some random stuff so some of the topics we talked about was like semen retention and some of the issues brady had when he was a kid and we kind of talked about you know a variety of things it did get a little heated between me and brady when it came to music but hey it's all in good healthy debate so please enjoy this chaotic episode Cheer. Hey, how you guys doing? Hey, how you doing <laughs> this looks really. This is gonna be really dope. Um, I'm gonna have to be kind of yeah. with you, Gage. We're just in the unknown. It's all good. What's up? Intimacy We're, is important. It is. It's important. Yeah, it's important. Very important. The bond. Welcome everybody to another episode of Kev's Perspective. I'm your host Kev Lowe, wow. and today we have the lovely friends. So what's great about all these people is that they have all been on the podcast in separate ways, but never once all together. Brady's been on multiple times. Once, uh, right? No. Twice. Three times, I think. No, twice. This, once this will by be myself, twice with you guys. Yeah. This is three. Yep. Yep. So welcome back, Brady. Brady, everybody, everyone, welcome hey, back, Brady. Round of applause. No, exactly. Thanks for coming yeah, back. Like hey, thank you. I'm glad we didn't scare you away. Yeah, no, for real. And then welcome back, Gay Dragon, who's been on multiple podcasts. Welcome back, Gay Dragon. Yep. Uh, yeah. Congratulations. Here we are. Yeah, here we are. And then welcome to uh, Bodis. Bodis has not been on since episode nine, I think. So welcome. I was, I was episode two. Episode two. Yeah. Shit. OG status over here. That yeah. And the, here's the best thing is that he couldn't hear any of the applause he just got. So we, I just gave you applause via the soundboard, but you didn't hear. So welcome. welcome I'll back. take it. Thank you. There's a whole lot going sonically. Um, I know. And I'm just not even in that world. We can share three all if in, you want. Like no, 30 I'm, minutes I'm, in. I'm in the conversation. The I don't need the headphones. So I appreciate we'll be you. good. Appreciate you. Um, but this podcast is going to be very interesting. Let's just say that there's many reasons. We why could go a lot of directions with this. One. We could be we really good. Multiple directions. Bo's got some topics, which I really enjoy. Um, and Brady always has significant amount of topics for us. Don't set me up for, <laughs> <laughs> but we got some good shit. Um, Bo, what kind of first topic do you have for us on this podcast episode? Well, I think, I mean, cause this is, this is a question that like, I, I want to know your genuine thoughts on it. Yeah. Um, and this is just like relative to the show today. But yeah, today we did have a show. We're in Fargo. We did have a show. So we are. Well, we can say we're in Fargo. We just can't say the other part of what okay. you said. Yes. Okay. We are currently in Fargo, we North are Dakota. Currently we are currently in Fargo. Here. Yes. And I want to know, you know, Kevin as a promoter and booking agent. Sure. He was not involved in any of the actual operations or promotions of the show that we were at tonight. He was no. there with me and Duro, who are his two artists yeah. that he's working with. And he witnessed the whole show, but he didn't have, 
he didn't have any part in the planning or the operations of it. That's fair. So my question to you to start this is, what were your thoughts on how the show was ran tonight and how it went? Yeah. Um, to not throw shade in anybody, I just feel like this show did not operate well at all. At um, what point are we going to hold ourselves accountable? To what? I mean, yeah, we don't want to throw people under the bus. We don't want to throw shade. Yeah, fuck them. But, like, the, at the what point is... are we going to provide value for future promoters? And yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the little guys don't matter. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, I would say that the show was not ran well at all. That was the consensus of everybody. Reason being why I say that, because there has to be a why behind what I say, is very simply put because there wasn't someone taking care of, as far as I know, taking care of the artist when they were doing their own thing taking care of the local openers no local opener i asked every single one mind you i've booked every opener tonight like on this bill that i didn't book them tonight but i've booked them at a different time at some point none of them knew what was going on and they all gave me the same consensus it would the same thing was you would have at least let me know what was going on that's all I heard. It was just, hey, you would have let me know what's going on. And, like, that's that's all they need to know. They need to know when they're going to go on. They need to know for how long. They need to know who they look to. And um, that was one reason why it wasn't going well, in my opinion. The other side of it was just the, the whole aspect of, I feel like, um, as CLM, we like to command the crowd and get everybody in front and give people proper time to get in the venue and give people proper time to, like, actually gather for the opener. That didn't happen either. Um, they, they started whenever they felt was convenient for, for them, and I, I just didn't like that. Um, so if I had to run things more properly, I would have informed people better, and I would have been like, hey, here are the expectations of the night, and like, here's what you need to know, and like, let's move forward. So that's what I would have done. Purely, that's it. Everything else was like, eh, it was fine. And that stuff's not even rocket science. That's like show fundamentals. Yeah, it's just like having, having a basic structure and schedule and, and sticking yeah. to it. I would say that's business fundamentals, to be honest. Not to mention the door. I mean, the the flyer was billed as 6 p.m. door, correct? Yeah, 6 p.m. door. And yeah. all the way up until 6.30, there was not any authority or any person that you could identify as responsible True. for the allowance or entrance or non-entrance of patrons. Yep. The door was wide open. And what, what did we do? What did we do to get our stamp? Hey, give me a stamp. That's all I said. Right. There was no verification. There was no. no, it was like, if you just went up there with your word, that was enough. Yeah. And that's not okay. Because reason being that's not okay is because when you do a door deal with people, people got to get paid. So like, it doesn't make sense if you're like, hey, just give me a stamp. Well, you just missed 20 bucks, two people. 20 bucks. Yeah. 20 bucks. Exactly. It's just constantly going. So yeah. And that's one thing too, is we realized like the biggest problem I had with tonight too, was not just the structure of how they ran their show, but it was like just the lack of an authority figure. If you plant yourself there and you say like, this is who I am, this is what I represent, and this is what you need to go to me for, you're going to do just fine at a show. People are going to respect, the people going there too will respect the energy of the show. They'll respect the artists more because there is a structure. It's not just like a bar. Yep. And it's a bar, but it's also not like, what you're saying is it's an event. Like, like how we went yeah. to karaoke at the bar after yeah. the event. Yeah. That's almost how the energy was at the show. And that's not how the energy should be at a show with a national headliner. There should be no. an excitement in the air. There should be a crescendo into the evening. It's not a social hour. Right. I think way too many people are comfortable in their own towns, hanging out in their own bars, thinking that they're cool. 
and at the same time, their show and potential future is disintegrating right in front of them. I agree. I mean, what do you well, what do you think about that? Well said. Well, I was I was just gonna say too, like with this show, like the way the venue is set up is like the bottom, the the like the the base level of of the building is like its own bar, and you go upstairs for the venue. So it's like if there's like you guys are saying, there's no security figure then just anybody can just, like, walk up there. And, like, it doesn't even... If you don't have that, it doesn't feel like a show. It's just, like, random people walking in, you know? It doesn't It doesn't set that actual you don't feel atmosphere. You don't feel special going in there. You should feel like, oh, yeah. man, I paid money for this. Like, this is kind mm-hmm. of exclusive. Getting yeah. the wristband, too, like... <clears throat> Sometimes, like when you were younger, you'd have the wristband on for like two, three days. You're like, "This is fucking yeah, awesome." Yeah. I got a sound set wristband. Right? Fuck you guys. You know, I ain't taking this shit off yet. Exactly. Yeah. That's the thing too. We saw a guy there too. We saw him with a sound set shirt on, mm-hmm. and like he was proud to be at that event. That's what I think is a goal of a promoter, right? It's easy to take locals' money, and we've talked about it before to break it down for people who aren't in this scene. It's easy to take people's money. It's super easy. You can just take it and you can walk away and not even be there that night. I think the biggest thing being a promoter is if you add an agenda, meaning a runoff show and like just adding simple things like adding expectations, you're going to give the patron a better experience because every single local is going to be very hyped to go up there. The first guy said, I think I have like five minutes left. Do you remember that? The first local was like, I think I got like one more song. I don't know. We'll, We'll figure it out. It shouldn't be that way. Before he hits that stage, it should be like, no, I know what my stop time is. And when he checks his watch, he should be like, cool. The patron shouldn't have at all a question of like, does this guy know when he's supposed to be up? That's, he's, that, go ahead. He, he's like asking it as like, do you guys know? Like yeah. he's saying it out loud as like, I, I really don't know. But like, do you guys know? Because there's nobody who's controlling that. No. And that's that's what I didn't like. What were you going to say? I was going to say, I've been to a few stand-up com- comedian events. Yeah. And, like, there's nothing worse than when a comedian or anybody on stage, like, almost stops and flips through their notes. Oh, yeah. where are we going to... That's basically what I felt when, and you're like, when that happened. you're like, what's the joke? Yeah, yeah, it's like... God damn it. <laughs> we're here for you, dude. Like, yeah. you didn't plan or... Yeah, well, you know? that, that, that's the thing, too, is that, like, it just makes the whole show seem very unprepared. And you're like, that's not what this is about, right? Like, and, and and I don't know that that's to your question. To keep it there, it's very simply put. What I have done better: set the expectations, let people know who they go to for for the event, and simply say, I brought this person here, and this is what's going on. And even if that may seem silly to some, or like unnecessary to some, like, oh, what is that going to accomplish? Well, it's going to give them structure. As human beings, we need routine and structure, right? And so very simply put for business, dude, it's it's super simple. This is who the fuck brought him here. This it's is all what common I need sense. Yeah, but it makes it really pe- and it makes people feel comfortable because like that's one thing is when you go into a show and just say, show up at this time. Cool, I've showed up, but what if I've never done a show before? All of those people tonight have performed multiple, multiple, multiple times at multiple different venues. So they all kind of figured it out. So it actually didn't seem too bad. Right. Overall, the show went right. okay. Right. But like if they weren't like that, if you had three or four people out of the nine openers that were there that just didn't know what the fuck they were doing, you would have been in for a rude awakening. Exactly. That's all I'm saying. 
But that's out of you, the nine openers. Yeah, out of the nine openers, which there, you know, there I would were, never. There were about I would also, nine openers. I would never book that many, bro. No. But that's just not. You don't understand, especially for local me. artists, <laughs> making yourself available to to ask questions and to bounce shit off of yeah. is super fucking important. Like for you, when we were trying to set up your wireless mic tonight. It was a shit show. Unbelievable. I didn't even hear about that. What that's one hell? thing I was left out of. You know? Yeah, yeah, it was. I I got Simple more direction process. from like the stage manager who was actually tour support for the headliner. I got more like direction for him as to what to do than yeah. He's never been in this guy. bar ever, and he was yeah like yeah yeah man I got you no problem. But the guy who worked there the sound guy? was like oh, well, oh I don't know how this is gonna <laughs> that work. That guy out. didn't like me. <laughs> no, he had a problem. I don't think I should go off on that, but Brady definitely felt the energy when we did our sound check and. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I was there, wrong place, wrong time. But he he wasn't he wasn't uh, very respectful, is what I'll say. I'll say this. I'll tell you what happened. All right, all right. I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's get so to it. Sometimes people have their hand too high in the mic, and it just drives sound guys insane. Like this, right? Yeah, but it it's not always like that. Yeah. You know what I mean. And another thing too that I that I told Eric is like his mic angle. Yeah. When he was doing that, he was holding it like this. I said, so how could that guy even tell where his hand on the mic is? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And he was the last person to sound check. So I was like, this guy just wanted to get out of here. He just wanted to be done. Yeah. And he just like let off a little bit too much steam at Eric, basically. And then I told him, I was like, dude, go out in the crowd and listen to your mic because you're going to want to be able to hear what they're hearing. Yeah. And then sound guy goes, dude, get on stage. Oh, I heard it's like, this, and he yeah. said it in a way. It's like, like he didn't like, know. Do, do you that know what you're doing? That that's where he should be standing. That's yeah. how the guy said it. It's like, are you fucking kidding me, dude? Yeah. It was just like, like yeah. So I, I went was gonna up to, head up there. I could see Eric's face, just like, oh my god. And then, yeah. <laughs> so I went up to him right after, like, I. That's not okay. What he just did, and like, that's you, what you were doing was just totally acceptable. Like he well, was just not. The one, the, the, okay. So, as, as someone who's done like some shows, the one thing I will say is the first thing that went wrong, in my opinion, from what was the, okay, I'll, before I say it, to each of you as a question, what was like your first red flag? Like, oh, this may not go as well as I thought, or these people are not Do you mean the show or the sound guy specifically? The show, the show in general. Like, what was the first thing you realized? Like, red flag. I would I would say like walking in there and basically like no lack of authority. Just it just felt there was like no random great. people walking through from the get go. There was never yeah. that established. Okay, doors are opening. Somebody's yeah. ticketing. Like it just yeah. felt like any Joe schmo could just walk through. Okay, what about you, Brady? I'll piggyback on that. Any CLM or pretty much most any event I've been to more intimately or at, like, at least going in with an opener or being a part of the tour package yeah. is there's always an authority figure who is like, hey, who are you guys? Either yeah. in like a kind of a dickish way, like, hey, your show ain't happening yet. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So they'll try and figure out who you are or it'll be just like a greeting basically. Hey, guys, awesome. Glad you're here. You got mics, merch is over there. You know what I mean? There's yeah. direction. There's a structure for people to plug into that that was not here we just walked in like i said it was a bar it was like yeah w what's happening here yeah there was no single point to start at 
there was like 10 different groups of people trying to make something happen and no one knew how to, who to do what that I don't know what you mean. Yeah. No one, no one know, knew where to go, who to talk to, or how to. No, it was complete chaos. Stuff. Zoom in on my face later when I did that. <laughs> but you have <laughs> to, <laughs> you have to say the people that were there, like we figured it out. Like we talked to the guy who was the stage manager. He was a fucking awesome resource he because was. he was hooking everything up. You know, and then you know when He's it came like the only to guy that seemed to care. Exactly, exactly. When they were, I think they were the, the right before RA, right? Yeah, that guy was a part of his tour support. He was right. performing. Yeah, exactly. And he was so, taking care of all the locals that he was just yep. meeting for the first time for the night that he was in this city. Mm-hmm. So, shout out to that guy for, for really giving a fuck about the openers because that's hard to come by. It is. And that, that dude's name was Open Minded. Open minded, the yeah. tour support for that. I, I would Shouts say, out. I would say the, the I would piggyback off of what you both both of you said, which is a key, key thing we talked about earlier, which was there's no authority figure. But to me, the biggest thing was during a sound check before even any of that, like oh, who's giving us wristbands or who do we go to? It was check check yeah, like dude, there's there's an, there's I've realized in the sound check there's there's a couple things you need to look out for. And when you're on stage, like you need to make sure vocals are present and you need to do a sound check with just vocals, do a sound check outside of the monitors on stage and go out there and see what it sounds like. And that little feedback the, that you hear, whatever, when you're like, if you're ever a patron and you hear the, when you're fucking a high squeak or whatever it is, you never want to hear that. That should never happen because it's called the wave test. You take a microphone and you go and you wave it in front of the speakers while music's going. Yep. You're like, and then what, if you do that and nothing happens, you've done your job as a sound guy, to be honest with you, right? That's a big deal. But then when that didn't happen and then when the monitors, I went on stage and they're like, yeah, sounds great. Yeah, sounds great. I was like, this sounds, I can't even fucking hear anything. We don't even have music going. And that's another thing. We did sound check with no music. It was, yeah, it was it's just called mics. a sound check. Where's the, Where's the sound, sound? <laughs> bro? Like, I'm, I'm being for real. So I was sitting here like, that's why I told you. I told Duro the same thing. I was like, bro, like, do not be afraid to fucking adjust your set because this is your time. This is your money. Regardless of some fuckboy Mike or whoever it is on the fucking soundboard that doesn't know what the fuck he's doing or even if he does know what he's doing, and I don't give a fuck. Like, if you're on a soundboard, your job is to make sound sound good. And if someone has a problem with it, you adjust it as needed. Like, that is simple. Like, Miles has been a sound guy for multiple different fucking people, multiple different venues. If someone says that this doesn't sound good, even though if it sounds good to Miles... You don't take offense, you... No, you go... That's, yeah. your, that's your job. You adjust the knob. You have it's one that job. simple. It's that simple. And you make sure levels don't peak. Truthfully, a sound guy's job is to make sure that the venue's speakers don't peak to the point where they actually break and then it causes a financial trouble for the venue. That's the truthful part of a sound guy. It's not to make the experience great. It's not to make you happy as a patron. It's to make sure their speakers don't blow. I that's think if truth. you're good enough at your job, you can be a part of that experience. Yeah. Definitely. There's like a hundred thousand sound guys that are actually good out here. Like no, maybe hearing fuck? Yeah, maybe hearing this like we gotta save them. Yeah. <laughs> save the sound guys. <laughs> I'm just saying though, that was that was one big thing. But to answer your question simply, to move on to a different topic, yeah. I'd say that uh 
that is what I would do differently um, is just simply be an authority figure and work with people. No one was working with anybody. The show was ran by locals. That's what I thought. It was. It was. And it worked. And it worked well. Yeah. But the locals did a good job. Shouts yeah. out to you locals. Oh, okay. Fargo. I thought of the Warhead. other topic, unless you guys wanted to, um, you guys had something else. No. Brady and I touched on a, a really good topic about shows, and this is separate from that, but basically the metaphor I was thinking for it, what you described was like, I guess like maybe like a car engine that maybe that's not like a, a visual representation, but of how um, a show can kind of peak, right? Because it starts really early in the night and people are kind of more shy. And as the night goes on, people drink more, they get more into the vibe, whatever. Right. It kind of can elevate Crescendo. like that, right? So if you go early enough, if you're one of the first acts, like I was and like Daryl was tonight, yep. people aren't super into that, super into like feeling the vibe out or being into it yet. And right. especially if they don't know who you are. So I'd like I'd like to have Brady touch more on it if if you want to, but basically as the night goes, it's kind of like this this slope, right? As people get more and more into the energy based off of not only the performer, but just the whole vibe of the venue. Yeah, I think uh, I said that because it seemed like you were kind of down or like he was like judging himself about like, man, I think I could have done better. You know, I was a little I, bit. I think I could have got the crowd going more. And so that's why I basically said that is like, dude, the mathematics were not there. Yeah. Like the logistics were not there. The environment was not set up in a way for you to even capture that level of energy. I'd agree. I mean, based on the one, the amount of heads that are there two, the proximity to the stage, everybody's getting drinks at the bar. They're starting their night. And I would say about, just to let you know, heads, I'd say about what? 50. I don't even know. Was point, yeah, like maybe, maybe the there night. was overall the whole night fifty sixty. I'd, I'd say like rolled through out the night. I'd say like eighty, but like peak of people in there fifty sixty. You had more people watching your you act did. than the first tour support that came on. You did, and they were rocking with you. You may shit. not have Thank seen you. that yep. way, but like just because they it were did. like backed off and at the bar or whatever, but like they were listening and they like they were actually bobbing. Mm -hmm. And here's one: the the first thing Gage told me was, "Hey, you know what's important?" And I was like, "What?" He's like, "They were Snapchatting it." He he went behind they with were the mic. He you. went went behind. I couldn't with even the see that because they were so far. It's back. hard to tell when you're on stage, right? But like these people, like when we were behind them, when I was doing video and he was doing video and photo, you're like, oh shit! Like they're snapchatting it, and they were like, vibing. oh, that is a good sign, Always. right? Mm -hmm. But that's so. I think that it wasn't about the vibe of what you were bringing. I feel like the whole reason, again, I think the promoter has a due diligence to set the expectation, and that's why a lot of promoters hire hosts, is because they hire a host to make sure that they don't have to set the expectation as a stage manager. The host oftentimes is your stage manager into a show to those who don't know it's a stage manager and an operations manager those are the two people that do shit the operations managers on the back end making sure everything works and the stage managers making sure that everything appeals to be working like it appears to be working like everything's just like working great no one knows anything different okay the stage manager tonight was not a stage manager every night Okay, that's right. fair. I talked to him. He was not doing this full time, so he doesn't know what he's fully doing. He's on tour. He like, he kind of got it. He's like, I'm picking it up as I go, but he doesn't do this shit for a living. So he doesn't understand yeah. the full like side of the patron side and all that. But then the other part of it was like the back end wasn't happening at all. The operations wasn't happening. Right? 
He was at the no. door. We realized that the promoter of the night was at the door, just sitting there on the laptop, taking money. Mm. Speak, Gage. Speak. Oh, man, it is, it is like 2.02 right now, and I'm just like... It is 2.02. It's something. We got to... We gotta we gotta talk about something nuts in order for me to get fired up. Okay, so nuts. Oh nuts. Jesus. Literally. <laughs> no fab. Are, are we taking a hint? Let's talk about it. Is that it? what we're Let's doing? Talk about so, it. W- there's four of us here. One out of the four of us, and we don't know who yet. Oh, Zoom just in. At him. Zoom in. Tell us about the semen retention. And no, you don't need to be some scholar about it. Just tell us about your experience, your benefits, Hold and on. like can I, can I, can I the taboo in? nature this of what brand this new. is. Okay. Brand new. Now introducing semen retention. <laughs> By we had like a whole like funny like branding thing i could do with this too but i would i'll just say this your seed is valuable it is your life source and by retaining it you build more energy um you have more mental clarity you have more testosterone as a man overall and as a guy who doesn't want to benefit from those things that i just listed let's be honest (laughs) No jizz, everybody. No jizz. <laughs> yeah, um, that was beautiful, man. And in like case that. we talked over each other, semen retention—that yes. was mm-hmm. the topic. You heard it right. If, if yeah, if you want to know, Google it. Yeah, it's a real thing. Um, I think I think it's interesting to talk about. Reason why I say that is because I do see a lot of women on podcasts. In particular, I list, do listen to a lot of female podcasts because I like to hear what they say. I like to hear the different perspective. I do. Um, hence the point of the, my podcast is to try to show that in different industries, but. To, to get into like what you're saying, I, I do think it's interesting. Um, I, I don't try to write it off if that's if, if we've, we've talked about it before. I just can't relate to it because I've never done it. Um, but I feel like the benefits would be there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like the benefits that you just listed, because we did just kind of breeze over it, was we just t- talked about semen retention very briefly. Boat is what over the benefits. Um, but I feel like it's a difficult thing just because, you know, for at least I can talk about from the male perspective you know, porn's extremely addictive and I've been on porn since I was 13 years old. 13. 13. I got you beat, bro. Like, really? <laughs> Mine's 13, bro. I know some people that... Wait, have do you mean right internet, around internet there. porn or you're just saying internet like... Porn. Oh, internet porn. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not talking about like magazine porn. Like I, I, I saw like my first Playboy. Playboy when I was like like 10 or 11. Bro. From that old hustler. It's uh, yeah. all crusty. Yeah. <laughs> I try and tell people this any chance I get. I used to beat it, dude, to the, the brat stalls in like the <laughs> JC Penny. Dude, they were the hottest thing, bro. Like, <laughs> they were. You know, like I was young as... It's either that or your mom's bra catalog, you know, the bra catalog. Fucking Brad stalls, dude. Yeah, dude. Young discoveries. Yeah, they got the spread, you know. Unbelievable. Once you open that that door at that age, man, there's no... Dude, I'll tell you. you? No, swear to God, this is... I've never told anybody this. This is weird. Here we go. And, like, I didn't know what I was doing at the time, honestly. Scout's honor. In second grade, I beat it in class, bro. Oh, like, I, I didn't, like, do the wrap around, you yeah, know? Yeah. But, like, I knew that it felt good. And you you know like, what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I, I did this thing, just, and, like, it was a reading. You know, it was basically, we were, it was reading time. So it was, like, yeah. I knew nobody was, like, focused. I, I don't what know what your the class fuck I was thinking, think? dude. <laughs> they just, like, he's nobody just, like, knew. Nobody work. knew. Nobody, nobody knew. Nobody like, knew. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Did your teachers notice? No, it, it probably looked like an itch or something, you know, just, like, sure. casual, like, over time. But, like, 
Wow. It worked. He was a, <laughs> like, it worked. I got it done. And he but was like, a young as boy I know, discovering like, things. Let's take it back to seriousness. Like, it fucked me up. You know what I mean? How did it fuck you mm, up, though? Because I've been nutting since. Second grade. Oh, that's crazy. Like, How old is second grade, though? Put an age to it. Second grade is like nine. Like, Eight? before you have any sex education, before you have any relationship to any... You know Wait, what I mean? Before, like, before puberty. Gimme, 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 gimme. That's like you before know, puberty, like, bro. Way beyond. Wait, hold on. You nutted when you were fucking like no, but that doesn't mean shit was coming out. That's what I'm just saying. Like the act of pleasuring myself happened that early, and that type of oh shit, I can do this. You know what I mean? Like right that addiction. That you know what I mean? Like the dangers of addiction started that young because I was like, I can make myself feel this good. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Mm. So it's it's kind of it's funny. Why would they do it? Like yeah. And uh, let me let me bring it back to a point uh, about this that I want to say too is like pornography in society like they try to paint it as a very normal thing to an extent, but it's yeah. so unrealistic. And like I'll I'll speak from experience, you know. Like I'm not gonna act like I haven't watched porn. Like all guys have watched porn, but like it is it's so unrealistic. And once you like detach from it. You really see it for what it is. I agree. Um, I've told multiple people this. I, I've told multiple people this. I, I've never... I was addicted to porn for a short period of time. I have, As most men have been. Yeah, but short period. I'm talking like a year or two. After that, I got the real deal, and I was over it. And that's not, that's not me bullshitting. Like, and I've told you this. I've told Ashley Richter. I've told a lot of people this. That, like, porn is not my forte. Reason being, I can't even nut to porn anymore. And that's the truth. Like, if you want to, like, I've never told anyone that. Like, if, if we're being honest about it, like, I've, I do not nut to porn anymore. It gets you going, right? Like, any porn fucking does. Because there's a niche for everybody. But nah, dude, I can't finish. It doesn't, because I'm like, this isn't it. This isn't what I want. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like my desire for for sex is more than it is for porn, and my hand doesn't do the job of what a female could for me. That's the truth. No, that makes total sense. So that that whole retention thing you're talking about, it's just basically me not having sex with another person. But me not watching porn hasn't happened in a long time. Like I'll watch porn once in a while to like see if I can. But it's like, yeah. oh, Kevin, you haven't had sex in fucking three months. Then you can probably nut to porn, right? Because you're like so built up. You're so built up. But like, yeah, like this whole retention aspect of it. Like, no, I, I basically retention myself every three weeks. Like, I don't you're, fucking. Well, you're doing so much. Like that. You, you're doing so much in the first place. You're not thinking about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, I'm a different, so I'm, I'm an anomaly. Like, right, like majority of people that I talk to are like, nah, dude, I can watch porn and nut in like three minutes. And I'm mm-hmm. like, what the so what is it about that do you want to is it more or less that want you want touch. you have the desire of wanting to have that experience with that I person over is that that's it yeah it's the physical hand like i need if i'm touching my dick it's different than touching a female okay so say you get a sex doll what now i'd lose it probably to be honest because that's fulfilling sure. the need of like i'm touching something right but like and i've never had that but like for me, physical just imagery, which is porn, imagery and audio. I don't, I can't mm. do it. But if if it comes to like, like oh, you have something to touch, you have something to like. I don't know, dude. I'm really big into the the touching sense. I'm very, I'm a physical. Like, have you ever heard of your love language? Right, 
physical touch is like my, my thing. It's number one. Like that's my love language. So like that's how I feel appreciated. That's how I feel loved. That's how I get turned on. All that shit. So like when it comes to porn, visually, what is that doing for me in that love language sense? It's not doing anything. Right, because the mm-hmm. the physical touch is like real energy from another human. Yeah, it's a it's a separate type of energy. And yeah, the and pornography is. Um, I, I, I'm blanking on the word right now, but it's synthetic. Yeah, it's, no, it's, synth, it's synthetic dopamine, basically, yeah. is the best way I could describe it. It's not real. Yeah. Like, it's not. Like, yes, it feels good, but once you, like, realize that that's what it is, yeah. Bro, and you you're see You're going to give that, me a panic attack. Why so? Because I am severely addicted dude are you really yeah and you guys just sound like you're fine no that's not true everybody has their own struggles we're not shaming we're not shaming no no i I don't think it's shaming i I did i did (laughs) (laughs) like yeah it doesn't get much more raw than that like my entire life that's been an issue yeah yeah and you're not alone with that. No, I know that. You know? I'm just like, saying, like, most guys. I was playing on, like, how you were alone in the car. Like, that's how I feel oh, now. Like, oh, shit. Like, earlier, I had a panic attack yeah. really bad a couple of times in the car, and I was definitely alone on that. Everyone was like this. My driving doesn't help. Sorry. Fuck your driving. Everyone was just like this. I was like, hey, guys, I'm having a panic attack. And Brady was like, oh, yeah? And everyone was just. No, I was. I, no, we then, then we were, I said, then talk he was to like, me. He was like, no, I, I tell us you what you're that. feeling. Let's yeah. let's hear what you talk through it, you know? Yeah, no, that was bad. But I, I feel you. No, if you're saying that, like, no, dude, I've just never been in a setting where I could, like, actually address that in anything more than a joke. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, mm. so my brain's like, oh, shit. You know, like when it's happening, it's happening. Yeah, you, you may not much. know what's happening. Yeah. yeah, when someone's having a panic attack, yeah, you, or an anxiety attack, you may not know what's happening. No, I'm talking about admitting that, especially yeah. on camera in front of people. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, strange. I think this is beautiful, though. No, I think it's great. Like, I, I think yeah, I'm smart enough to like detach, but like, yeah. still, you feel. I mean, I just I don't mm-hmm. look at it as a big deal. The reason being is just because like I've heard that what you just said, that exact phrase, that like. Some people's lives revolve around porn. Like I'm not saying you said that. I'm saying I've I've heard that. Like my my life result revolves around this. Like I need like when I, for example, I'm not going to say who I had this conversation with, but someone very close to me said, I said, hey man, like I, I told them the exact same thing. I said I do not get off the porn. Okay, I said that, and I was like I can't do it by myself anymore. They're like, why don't you just get a toy? I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, well, I got a toy and able to get myself there because just porn in my hand wasn't doing it anymore. So, like, I got a toy to amplify that experience. And I was like, instead of forcing it to happen, I just found a different avenue, which is technically what they did, too. I just I just look at that as more like forcing because you're like, no, I needed to get this done right here, right now with that setting. There was no person involved. For me, when a person's involved, that's when, like, I'm, I, I, dude, it's fucked like it's super fun. I say it's fucked because like you know that two two pump and chump bitch. I'm definitely I've been there multiple 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 times. I'm definitely a pump and chump kind of guy sometimes. Where I'm like, oh, it's been three months and porn's not doing it. Oh fuck yeah, I'm down. Like I'm <laughs> I'm totally selfishly down. You know what I'm saying? Well, I want to say about the the toy. Like that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's about being in control of your sexual energy mm-hmm. and your. Your your maintenance and awareness on that, you know what I mean. So like yep. a toy is not necessarily a bad thing. No, I just look at it as more for me, and this is just my opinion, and a lot of people disagree with me. Is just that a toy to me is forcing yourself to get there. 
That's what it is. I could see that. I just don't need it. Yeah. And I've had people been like, here's a whole bucket of them. And I'm like, I don't, I don't really fuck with that. You know what I mean? Here's a whole bucket of toys. Pull up on here's, you. Here's a whole here's bucket, bucket of bucket. sex toys. Bro, bro people got buckets. <laughs> I've been with women who have buckets next to their bed. They're like, oh, do you see that thing? I'm like, yeah, isn't that a hamper? They're like, no. That's fucking bucket. Dude, that's totally absolutely wrong. unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, dude, it is unbelievable. It is unbelievable. I mean, you guys never been with a woman like that? That's just like, they have so many different ways to get off, like fucking seven ways till Tuesday. They're like, I, I've done so many different I haven't things. been to as no. many venues as you. <laughs> <laughs> nah, dude, I met this girl through like a Hopefully I'll get there, though. I would like to experience that. I was. How about this? I have a topic for y'all. Then, if we're on this topic, right? Because we moved on from shows bum, to bum, semen bum. retention, and then into what gets straight you off, porn right? Straight Anything's porn possible at this right? point. And childhood trauma. And, and are we gonna <laughs> gloss over the fact that half of us are drunk? Actually, seventy-five percent of us are pretty fucking hammered. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, that's another thing. We didn't preface yeah. this podcast. I'm drunk. You're drunk. You're drunk. You're not. Correct, Amudo. I am not. But that. Nothing. We're all yeah, coherent. It's almost irrelevant. We're all you know, still coherent for, sure. for all of yeah, us. We're, yeah, that variable. We're off is the lake, but we're, like, we're coherent. I don't think it's irrelevant. Right. I think that to whom though? I mean, like, do you think me? you not would have said things? Yeah, my filter is off, right? And that's the truth. On okay. any other podcast, I like filter. I told you, I filter things. I like think about the next topic, or like yeah. I think about a different way to say that, or I read body language. I'm just saying what I say, and that's it. That's Boom. amazing. That's a DJ that. take right there. <laughs> he goes, he goes <laughs> midway through a fucking vape hit. Unbelievable. <laughs> the amount of times you vaped in my you, podcast you had is a, unreal. You said you had a topic? Oh, yeah. Um, we were talking about toys, bucket next to bed. The most surprising thing you found in a partner. Surprising. It could be anything. It could be sexual. It could be just as a person. To me, the most surprising thing was like, I met this girl, right? And... um. I met her through like an ex relationship, right? Like we were at family events together for years. And then like, we were like, oh, hey, we finally hooked up after we both got out of that relationship that we met through, which is kind of weird. It was a weird scenario. And I think I've told you all about this a little bit. And I think you know who I'm talking about. But essentially, I was with this person and then I pull up to their bed. Like we were about to like, you know, obviously have sex. And then they open up their, uh, their hamper. And I was like, oh, this is like a fucking hamper of clothes. And they dump out all of these toys thinking I'm just totally down hand handcuffs like three different types of handcuffs whether it be hard medium or soft like butt plugs we're talking electric toys we're talking toys solar powered we're talking like things that I didn't even know are possible type deal and I was like you've used all of these and she's like yeah I'm like what the fuck right and I'm like that just opened my mind to just the freakiness of some people so that was surprising to me Right, but what was surprising to y'all that you found in a partner that, you, that stands out to you? That's one experience that stands out to me one hundred percent. How fucking dirty a girlfriend can be, okay, in your house. Explain. Yeah, well, so fucking on that. surprising. <clears throat> oh, dude, <laughs> do you know the <laughs> amount of clothes that sit in my bedroom every day that I have to? Go over every single fucking... I'm so sorry. Did I just pull that? I'm so sorry. I apologize. That's surprising. Like, I have become a full-time housemaid. And I'm not mad at it. I love her. But, like, holy shit. Like, it's it's of a magnitude that I have not experienced before living with a girl. Crazy. 
That's probably the most surprising. I'm still finding I've... bobby pins, dude. Are, are you? you really? Yeah, it's crazy. Fucking, those things are everywhere, aren't they? <laughs> everywhere. You're just taking a shit. You know, you think you're in peace, and then you see a bobby pin, and then you go down this rabbit hole. Here's another. Are you thinking about all the? And you're like, oh, here's the eighth bobby pin I found yeah. this week. Yeah. Um, so bobby pins for you, clothes for for you, I guess toys for me. What about you? Anything that stood out to you that you've been with someone that you're just like, Jesus Christ. Let me go back. Just you can think for a second. Ponder it. I'm not bothered by bobby pins. I was just like, you know, that wasn't necessarily my thing. Yeah. But like, you'll see them. Watch. They're everywhere. They're coming. They will, they'll fuck <laughs> up your toes They're probably coming, too if you yeah. step on them the right way. Sorry, say, sorry for taking the shine. You're no, good. no, you're good. <clears throat> I know, but go ahead. Honestly, I'm I'm blanking right now. I. I can't think of anything like that crazy compared to everything you guys said. It wasn't like an attitude or like I mean for because for it was it was yeah, vastly but, different. We just gave vastly different answers, which I like. Well, attitude, yeah, yeah, attitude, but I mean, <laughs> we sound like douchebags. We do. Not I'm really, so sorry, not really. No, do, like, no, not really. No, oh my reason, god, I just can't stand girls. Hey, no, yeah, no, no, this no, is no. a boys only club. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The no bad, no bad boys sleep girls, dude. This is a boys sleepover. <laughs> no, the, the reason why I brought this topic up was because I've watched podcasts <laughs> with primarily female uh, hosts that you'd be surprised. They just they bitch about, about us, huh? No, they don't bitch about guys. They, they they talk about, hey, what are surprising factors you found in a man, or like, what are things that like, like you find so in sweet, this person? He's so nice. Yeah, or like I've I've also heard things like. You know, this really bothers me that I've seen across multiple relationships or like, et cetera, and so forth. So it's not just one side, right? I'm just trying to shine light on the other side of like, hey, what's surprising to you? And for me, that shocked me. Now, what I said could have been male or female, bro. I, I know males that fucking have 80 different things till Tuesday that I get them off, right? Like... Also on this same spectrum, like guys also are dirty as shit. Guys also use bobby pins. <laughs> right okay. so and for you if you're drawing a blank you're drawing a blank but i'm just saying like it goes both ways so fuck y'all i'm being even but i'm just saying like it's very very simple i was but like team, what surprises team guy. but team guy you know what i'm saying no <laughs> any other topics you got for me bro and you had some stuff written do. down he's, any other topics from anybody i don't give a fuck I do. iPhone. um i mean we'll have to switch gears for this one but Skirt. this is something this is something i was thinking about I, I guess I could, for merge, a new topic? I could merge both of these topics. All right. Yeah. You guys ready for a new topic? Yep. Um, I could merge both of these topics. So basically, I guess the, the the headliner of this is like artists versus business. And then today, something I was thinking of is like on a performance day and documenting, right? So specifically today, I haven't performed at like a show in over a year. So part of me is thinking I need, I want to try and like document the experience, but I also want to stay on top of my shit for the show, obviously, and make yeah. sure the performance goes well. So there's that like disconnect in my head of throwing away the documentation and just like focus on focusing on doing the good show. But then, then there's the, well, I wanted to document this. So yeah. it's like, it's tough. I feel like it's it's hard to do both, and I know some artists are good at doing that. But I feel like I feel like that's a struggle for more than just me. I feel like other artists could relate to that. Yeah, I'd like to jump in. Dive. What do you struggle to document, or like, 
let's talk about the value of what you want to document because like a lot of the times it's just self-serving it's to serve your own memory like yes but if you actually sat down at a table is that building your brand or is it even identifiable as you or is it just a video that's already on your timeline so like what does documenting the day look like to you is it literally documentary style where you take clips and then after the fact make an attempt at a look yeah. or is it like mine today where it's literally just in the moment it's clip it's, clip, clip. it's kind of like yours like I, I really like i really like your story today because it was like in the moment so like a couple things that I, I wanted to add to the story today that I didn't was, like, picture of, like, the flyer at the venue because I had, you know, the, the whole, all the artists on it, and I thought that was cool. And just, like, just, like, little clips of, like, the moments we're having throughout the night that are spontaneous. So you, as a performer, probably can never do that. You know what I exactly. mean? Exactly. So, like, you either have to swallow that pill... And accept that you don't have a full-time videographer, full-time. You have people around that do it, but not somebody that you can always count on like, oh, I know they're filming. I, I know we got that on film. You know what I mean? Some people right. have that where it's like they know everywhere they're going is documented so that they can be present. But if you're keeping it in your head where it's like, oh, this would be cool to film, you already just lost because you just pulled yourself out of that moment. Exactly. So... Every time I was trying to do that today, I was like, I don't want to think about that right now. Right. So I'd rather just focus on you like, ultimately find that maybe it's better to not document and then work towards finding somebody to document you. Yes. Because if you're you just answered it, if you're documenting shit, that's already inauthentic to what you're trying to share because you're you're making that moment for others. That's not you in your moment. You know what I mean? And that's probably right. what you should be going for is like. People seeing you on stage for how you are naturally. Yes. Yes. So, so I want, yeah, I want to hear Kevin. I mean, it's a mix of both, yeah. but. I always say yes, but like the, the, the side that you're saying that like you're, you're serving, you're serving others. What is an artist doing when they're making serving music? others? Yeah. What do you mean? I thought I said serve yourself. Well, no, yeah, you're saying that a lot of it is self-serving, which I agree, but then a lot of it is like, oh, if you're posting something or if you're doing that in the moment, you're serving others, right? That's what I heard as well. So you're like, you said both, because documenting it is serving yourself, right, for your own personal sake. But then the other side of the, the, the coin there is that like, oh, I have to post this because if people don't know that I did it, people don't know that I'm active. So you're serving others. When you post music... You post music to stay active in the music industry, so you're serving others. But your 99% of your career is serving others. I guess I'm speaking to like him actually having to be the the finger that's pushing record and the da director basically the like that's yeah. Wasn't that the question? Was like the yeah. day of the performance how to document? That's where I was that coming was from. Oh. So like yeah, you're totally right. Like hold the mic up. You're totally right about that. Like, you have to basically post even when you sh don't have the energy to. Yeah, I But agree. I'm saying day of, like, it's got to be very, very difficult to get real authentic shots and memories while still particip like participating in it in yourself. Unless you're literally, like how mine was with that karaoke chick. I was filming it, and then I just like, oh, I filmed my natural reaction. Right. Like... It's got to be a hybrid, otherwise you're basically just like middlemanning your own brand. Exactly, and you're taking away from your focus. 
on that's how I feel the task at hand. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I feel like you documenting an artist though is giving people like the 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 perspective of what you're going through as well. And right, if you yeah, if you're yes. able to accomplish both, if you're able to document as well as still experience stuff in the moment, it's a good thing. It's it's yeah, it's you're tough giving to them do. the experience and also like keeping them interested. Yeah, yeah, and but like your goal when you do that should be like, oh, I'm trying to be the most authentic self I can be. And that's one thing Absolutely. that I've realized, like when I was an artist, like everything I, that I've ever filmed, it wasn't enough. I would ask other people to film it for me. But when other people would film it, film it for me, it was never the, the vision that I wanted. As an artist, you always have a vision. And so it's like, it's, it's never turned, it turned out the way I wanted it to. Any, anytime I was rapping, it never turned out the way I wanted it to. Unless they, they themselves, whoever was filming, was also an artist and had a similar mindset, right? So, I mean, it's... It's tough. So how do you film the day of? In my opinion, film everything you can before, whether it be little kooky stuff, whether it be like going out to lunch, whether it be, you know, sound checking at the venue, whatever. But when you're in the moment, that's where you need someone like Gage. Yeah. Where you're like, oh, hey, this guy's like, he specializes in capturing a moment. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's then, then after that, then he can, he can specialize in giving you the content to make it, Hey, this is what he did. But you, now you see the before and the after that's how you properly do it. If you're able, if you're not able and you have to do everything DIY, then that's where your, your point of view comes into play where it's fucking difficult because then you're not being present. You're always worried about what are they seeing? What are they saying? So it just depends on what situation you're in. Yes. That's the truth. And I feel, and I feel like when I, when I do try to enter that like documenting mode, like right away, like I sense that sense of I'm not being authentic, you know, like I'm too worried about that. Like I'm losing the authenticity and just trying to do that. And I think that's where the struggle is for me. What about that feels inauthentic is, do you feel like you're following, like you need to follow a certain structure in order to, to get... A certain reaction that you're looking for. I feel like I'm, yeah, that kind of, and just like, I feel like I'm caring too much about putting on a certain image, you mm-hmm. know? And I'm not just, but like, as artists, like we are putting on an image, mm-hmm. you know? Like that's, that's part of being an artist. So it's like, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, it like needs to be, it needs to be done to an extent, but certain times I just, capture myself feeling unauthentic trying to document and just show that experience because I feel like it comes off as trying to portray an image when I'm not necessarily are you, feeling that. Are you comfortable taking selfies at all? Like, do you ever, sometimes, do, do you ever sometimes. document your life? Do you ever film yourself just talking shit, you know, like in a camera? I do, I do sometimes. Like on a Snapchat, do you ever film shit and then delete it? Yes. Yeah, so, like, you are comfortable filming yourself. It's probably just, like, what qualifies in your mind. Exactly. It's filtering It's filtering that out as... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's hard to do as you're filming it. Yeah. yeah. It is. Pe- people aren't looking at, especially, like, your stories to, to get this certain perception of what you want them to think. They're, they want to watch that story because they have unprecedented access to Bodiz. And his and exactly who you are and what makes you tick, so that's why they want to look at those stories when they see the show stuff. I mean, that's cool that you you can do what you can do, but that's what they're really there for. They want the backstage pass to that artist. You know what I mean? Right. They well, they yeah they they want to see 
They want to see what's going on. Mm-hmm. They want to. They want to get sneak peeks, regardless yeah. of what it is. So don't overthink it. Is what I would say. Just don't overthink it. Just document what you can. I said bring the the Osmos, the 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 thing that I gave you, the little camera. I've tried using it a little bit. And if there was a way to set it up on stage where you just like let it to leave it there and just have an angle where you're like just wrapping and like if you, even if it was still, even if it's nothing edited, even if it's nothing crazy, you're giving people a perception of what it would be like to be on stage. And the more raw it yeah. is, some people think is the better experience. Content is content. Yeah, regardless. Like right. that's that's the truth about what, it, what you hear about from like Gary Vee, right? Like content's content, just post it. Like I agree with that to a certain extent. If you can amplify that content to make it more interesting, sure. But like yeah, just post content that you feel you want to post. So whether it be, you know, the day comes and you're like, what do I post? What do I post? I always tell you, like, it's super easy because it is. You're living your life's content. Right. Right here, this is content. A podcast is just a different form of content. It doesn't matter what it is. So the day of the show, you posting you're at a restaurant, you know, a couple minutes before, it's content. It doesn't matter. It is. It is. It is but but I also I also feel like there are there are, are sometimes where I feel the need to post to stay consistent with it, but I I don't care to be posting. Don't, don't do it. I don't care to be sharing. Stop doing it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Stop doing it. But don't, don't don't stop doing it completely, but like like me. It's finding that it's <laughs> but, finding that right. balance though. That, yeah, that's what it, it is. It doesn't serve anybody if you're giving fake energy or, you know what I mean? Like, if you put yourself out there, even just in a, a post, and then you get this flood of interest, if you're not ready to entertain that interest, exactly. what does it matter? You know what I mean? Ex- yeah. So, like, if you're not ready, just like the touring opportuni- opportunity, if you're not ready to cash in on that, know it and just move exactly. on. Move on. Exactly, and that and that's the thing with like posting. Basically, is like it's inconsistent. Like sometimes I am feeling it, you know, but sometimes I feel the need because I haven't maybe posted for a while. That's why I just posted thirty videos because you're feeling it. <laughs> yeah, I probably don't eat them in my sleep right. tonight. Something that could help alleviate that would be a um, a, a post scheduler, you know, because that can kind of help keep your mind off of it. You could there are apps now that you can post you know, two, three months in advance and you don't have to worry about it at all. You could yeah, if that would help Instagram you. off of your phone. Yeah, I don't know. Are we the same people that far? You know what I mean? Like unless you are on a regular, most people aren't even that far out. Like, you know what I mean? Business wise. No, but some people. So, I mean, when you have a structure to your art, like to being an artist, unfortunately, I always, we've talked about this, being an artist is super shitty nowadays Mm. because you have to be on a regular posting schedule of being in the music industry. If you're not, like Duro, for example, people don't even know if you're alive or not. And it's Uh, like, have you heard the the grid, baby? Fuck yeah. Have you heard the music (laughs) I've posted? No, man, I just haven't seen you post anything. Honestly, well, I thought what, you were dead. Well, what do you mean? You haven't seen me post anything. Well, you haven't posted anything on Instagram or Twitter. Yeah, check my fucking Apple Music and Spotify. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. that could be argued that it's like, why Why do I have to, if you're a real fan of me, you should know where my content no, is. That's no, that's not true. But dude, that, dude no, you constantly, I, devil's advocate everything. I'm saying like, 
if you are a good musician, you don't need to be posting on Twitter, Facebook, that, that, that. Like, if you have good mm-hmm. music, your music fans go to where the music is. They don't That's always true. need to seek your opinion on a Tuesday at 3 in the afternoon. Like, you don't have to participate in the way that everyone does. You don't. To be successful. No, you don't But need the majority to. of do. That's the truth. Correct. But you, you don't, don't need to. I no, just want to make that clear. No, 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 that's I. I appreciate you saying that because I. That's ex, that's exactly how I see it, and like I think it needs to be broken down. There like might that. be consequence, but you don't need to. No, your right. career does not. But hinge. I see what you're saying too. The word "needs" strong is what you're saying in this sentence. You're saying you don't need to. I don't need to do anything. If you want to be successful. Absolutely, well, you need to post on Facebook. I'm not post playing on devil, Twitter. Post on. I'm not Deepop, playing devil's post. advocate. It's called fucking today's but, but society. Not, People do care about what I'm doing on a Tuesday Drake afternoon. Drake doesn't do that. Kanye doesn't. No, do but that. that's why Drake doesn't have as many streams as certain people. Russ has more streams than most people because he's interacting with his fan base. I they, think it, you some artists are a lot more the real, real life based, and some artists are like Hollywood fantastical imaginations, like. Some people are living day-to-day lives like Russ. They're giving constant value about the industry and stuff like that. Other people in fans' minds are there to just serve us for music's sake. That's what I'm saying. Is Kanye didn't announce shit, and it was the biggest fucking thing last week. That's my point. Mm-hmm. Is you, it, It's where you fall in people's minds. I was still checking for that album on Spotify. Hey, I don't know where it is. I don't think it's out yet. But but which is his, I wasn't looking at his Instagram, though. I was looking... Ta- yeah, but let's talk about that. Why did you find out he was doing something? Because he posted something, correct? No, he didn't. He did not. He, he did. did. No, he didn't. He there was posted a, a picture articles. of him in the arena with a bed. Yes, he did. How did all those That's people not how get I heard to the arena? It, That's my point. Is like He did no marketing himself. Look it up. No, you don't need marketing. We're not talking about marketing. We're talking about. Bro, I'm talking posting. about. There was no media posts about shit until the event was like happening. That's my point. Is you're, ta- you're talking about. You got to be on Twitter. You got to be up. You got to be up. Clearly, you don't. But w- you. But unfortunately, when you're an artist that didn't come from Kanye's, you know, era, you do nowadays. Kanye didn't come from the 2000s. So why hasn't he fallen off then? He has. He did fall off no, and he came back. He's the biggest artist Falling on the planet. Falling off is a key, is a word, but falling off, yeah, you're not relevant, right? He's not relevant. Kanye hasn't been relevant in the past three or four years, Brandon. Now we're doing personal opinions. No, we're not. We're That's not, not a I personal dis- I opinion. I disagree with that. I think he's been Where, Where's Kanye been? Tell me. What have you known in about In relation Kanye to what? That's in my relation point. To what? Is, this is all personal speculation no, it's not now. Per- no, it's not. Personal speculation is not anything to do with this. You're saying relevant. We were in just debating news. about what is required to be known in people's minds. That's where this all started. What do you? What is required as an artist to be relevant and known in people's minds? You're talking about you got to be present on this site. You got to be this. You got to be posting this, this, and that. My example was Kanye. Clearly, he has not died off in people's minds and influence and cultural relevance, and he's not on these things in the way that you say is required. That's all I'm saying. If anything, I'm being the devil's advocate now. I'm saying, like, clearly, you don't have to participate in that. You got to hustle. Go, 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 go. You and I always butt heads about this. Like, I'm overly off the grid, and you are overly industry. Like, let's make that clear. For yeah. everybody listening. I, I, I understand that. I get it. But the point was, 
you're the thing is we're coming at it from two different perspectives kanye has already been successful hence why he hasn't done the necessary things that an unsuccessful person would have to do i'm talking about an end i'm talking an independent artist okay who needs to stay relevant what is required from someone like bode is who is not known he needs to be everywhere because he needs to cast that wide net kanye has a narrow fucking is already established because he's been established why has he been established because he cast that wide net when he was a producer in the studio showing people beats day after day after day that was him showing the casting the wide net is he able then right is eric able to do the same sneaker network and real person live networking and build his brand that way that's my point. Is the it Kanye way? How you're saying? No, it's not specific to Kanye. Where I'm just saying, like, we're we're in the internet age. Are you saying that now because we're in the internet age, it's impossible to actually be relevant in people people's minds unless you are on all the sites? Because you said Kanye earned all of his clout pre-internet or basically just off the grid. Right. He earned his relationships, and then all of that energy made it to the internet. So is that possible, even though we're in the internet age, is it possible to become popping offline and then there's such a gravity around you that it's like, how do people not, you know what I mean? Like there's just, it's like the straw that broke the camel's back. At some point, water is going to overflow the cup and all of the work that you've put in is going to pay off as opposed to, hey man, did you tweet last Tuesday? You know, I feel like the real thing here is like mm-hmm. there's way more things you could be doing for your brand to build it yeah. than tweeting. Well, I think if you're not on Twitter, you're doing the same thing that Kanye did back in the early 2000s, you know, selling CDs, getting into the studios and trying to show people, you know, being fucking visceral with his with his uh, movements there. Kevin went mic down. Kevin is mic down now. I'm mic down because... But yeah, we do think differently on this because yeah, I do think it's impossible. And the reason why I say that is because I'm not addicted to social media or anything. I'm not, Kevin's not, oh, social media is the only way. No, dude, because I've experienced this, okay? So let's give a fucking shining example, dude. My biggest artist that I've ever loved in my life is Owl City, okay? He had music that blew up the earth without being present, right? So I agree with what you're saying. He was in his parents' basement. He produced a song called Fireflies and went fucking ape shit. But his management made him have social media. So when people would look for something, they could attach themselves and be like, oh my God, like I got something, right? Like I have something to hold on to. Mm. He hasn't been present in a long, 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 long time, okay? Musically, but he's been semi-present on social media. And with him being semi-present, I have something to hold on to. But without him being present present in music for years, four to five years now, I have really nothing to physically, uh, I mean, to emotionally attach myself to. So it's it's different. I, I feel like you're right in a sense of like, no, you really don't need to. But if Bodis released a song that fucking shook the earth, like like anyone would, like 300, 400 million streams, and then they have no social media to attach themselves to, the longevity of Bodis will yeah. not be there. 
it won't. It fucking won't be there. People don't talk about Frank Ocean right now for a reason because he still releases music, but there's nothing for them to attach themselves to. And unfortunately, just like Kid Cudi, Kid Cudi was on social media. He detached himself from it. Now when he releases music, it's not going to get to the pinnacle of where it was. So because he, because his fan base has no actual social media to ask him questions, to run things past him, unfortunately, that's the era we're in. Yes, absolutely. That's why I disagree with you when it comes to like if you don't have those platforms you're not going to be able to be that that's why this whole fucking buzz with kanye it happened because someone posted to his fucking instagram that he was in an arena and then the event happened it was planned that shit was fucking planned there's no way about it you can say the other shit was just coincidence like no dude shit was dude, fucking. that ain't what i was saying no was i know no but no but like that's what that's what i'm telling you is that like oh he can't just not be present and have an arena filled with people right. no that's not fucking true right. i've seen logic not be present on fucking social media then he goes to the state fair and has half the, the third of the fucking stadium there and he gets pissed off he's like what the fuck happened you're not fucking active bro like what do you expect so i get really upset over it and really passionate about it because it's very simple there's two sides to music the music and the fake shit and, the, and it matters now. It matters. I've realized. I've grasped. My, I've grasped completely. The music is not what speaks for itself anymore. Unfortunately, the social media has to come with it, so their fans go, "Oh yeah, fucking artists. Like whatever their fucking niche is, dude. Whatever it is, like they just need to attach themselves onto something. It's sad, but it's true. And people fucking prove me wrong. Gem, Pick your favorite gem. artist. That was a gem. Nice. Seriously, I'm just. I'm just it, saying. So we're gonna clip that. I'm not saying you're wrong at all. And for me it's that realization of it is sad it is sad that you that you need that because for for a lot of people a lot of artists i feel like that i'm not going to say authenticity but that like it just deteriorates the focus of the actual value which is the music for me that's what i that's what i love and i if i could spend all my focus on the music and not have to worry as much about that I feel like my music would just continue to be better. But because I have to balance both, I feel like the music loses value. I got a question. Does NF talk to his fans or is he just fucking put up his hoodie and put his music out? I think I think he is a great example of this conversation because I I follow him on social media. He basically he pops in on social media when he's about to drop a song and then he goes ghost. But his his fans are so loyal that he he's able to do that but he's one of the few artists i know that is able to do that but the fact that he pops in he pops in yes he pops in if he never popped in it wouldn't be the same that's true he couldn't just drop a song on spotify and not like you know why something on instagram or something that said he had a new song like people wouldn't realize it's there as much some people would, but it no, wouldn't be. He pops in because he goes, hey, yo, hey, PR, hey, label, I have to release this song because you're forcing me to at some extent, right? They have a requirement for some artists, depending on the contract, for them to say, hey, you need to release something this year to stay fucking relevant and tell us when you're doing it so we can get marketing, so we can get this stuff prepared. And then when that happens, someone's job is to post for NF. And then, yeah. and then he's good. So I don't think he ever posts. With people who truly don't want to post, they pay someone else to do it. 
I know people yeah. whose jobs do that for people, bro. Like I've Which, met if people. I got to that point, I would be down to pay. Yeah, somebody but you would be down to, to pay for it. That. So that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. If I like, if I got to that point, but that yeah. is still a necessity. There isn't a lot of people at all. Like I love Frank Ocean. I love like Kid Cudi. I love like I'm trying to think of an artist who's not pre- relevant on social media. Kendrick at Lamar. All. Kendrick. Well, Ken, yeah, Kendrick Lamar. Like when they. So how has he stayed? Where or is isn't he? he? No, he's nowhere. Okay. That's the thing. No, everyone, I've, I've heard that. Like a lot of questions, like I've, I've asked people like, yo, where's this person been at? Oh, cause they haven't posted in a long time. I haven't seen anything. What did you know that or, he actually he wrote for this and either. he like, he produced for this and he's been in this movie and this is what he's done for this. And it's like, oh no, I haven't. Well, cause he didn't post about it. But he hasn't actually dropped his own like single or song in over four years. Kendrick yeah, he's featured. He's been featured. He he's been on AdLib. Dude, J. Cole, yeah. he's been on AdLibs for J. Cole on multiple, multiple songs in the past couple of years. But that's not the same as him dropping a new Kendrick Lamar But he's single. been on music, but he didn't post about it. Yeah. Right. That's what I'm saying. He's been doing stuff, and people write for people too, I'm right? I'm not saying he hasn't been doing stuff. I'm just saying he's been, he hasn't made an appearance, like... Made an appearance. Here's a new song. But where's the appearance? There is no appearance. Right, but where would but the appearance be? But everybody's waiting. Everybody's like, what is Kendrick doing? But where would the appearance be? Once he actually drops a song. And where would that be posted? Where? I don't think he has an Instagram. On social media. Facebook, yes, somewhere on social media. <laughs> That's it the would. point of what yes. he's oh, saying. I was kind of speaking more to the gaps in between. Like, clearly people are going to post when they have content to drop. But, like, I thought the whole thing started yeah. with, like, you kind of just being like, I don't feel like I always am ready to post, but I feel like I need to. That's what yes. I mean is like you posting unnecessarily just to keep up with the Joneses. Well, but like clearly, guess? yeah, people are going to post when they have a song. But so you, like, yeah, they have to participate in social media gaps, if they want to be known. But okay. I'm, I'm talking about that unnecessary middle of the week ego shit. I'm a rapper. People got to know it today. You know what I mean? Like day thirty three, no fap. Yeah, measure the shit. (laughs) How many songs do you have unreleased right now? Uh, I'd say a good like mastered, and and just songs in general. Twenty to twenty to thirty. Probably he has twenty to thirty content to post. I don't want to necessarily. No, you don't want to. But I'm I'm just saying. So it sounds like you got. Ammo, but you maybe you don't need to engage with the petty shit. Correct. It's like this is what I'm doing, and that's you a different I mean? conversation. Like, yeah. But you, which is the, the conversation that you were talking about was just like, oh, maybe he doesn't have stuff that load. Well, no, you have twenty to thirty unreleased songs, whether it be that's not what he was not. saying though. That is that is just what we just well, talked about. To, yeah, it is a factor whether you have uh, content or not. But I thought you were speaking to strictly like the. Damn, I better post today if I don't want to be forgotten. I, I was. No, and that, that's what I was talking about. Like, the gaps in between releases where to stay, the feeling of to stay relevant, like I need to make sure I'm posting at least once a week. Even if I don't have anything crazy going on this week that feels like I need hey, I did worthy this. of sharing. Yeah. Like, I feel the need to post some picture so to stay relevant. So what would you recommend then? Kevin, what would you recommend if it's not time to drop a song, but he doesn't want to engage with just superficial bullshit of, hey, I had some soup today. Like, what's a happy middle ground for an upcoming artist to, like, what is something that you think would communicate to a fan that's interesting to a fan, but that doesn't just come off as, like, man, this is attention-seeking? 
I just want to go back to the original question real quick. Okay. The original question was, how do I post the day of an event? How do I... How, how do I document the day of the event? That's what the original question was. Documenting the and day. And I went off on a tangent about, if you have something to post, post it. And then we went off a tangent on, well, some people don't do that. That was a conversation we had. And then it's turned into this whole different thing. So I want to refocus the conversation. Well, can you answer that question? Because, no, I'm I trying will. to help him. I'll like I'll answer points one and yeah. two. Point one, what would I recommend that you do to stay relevant? Post your process, period. That's, that's it. safe. So yeah, that's, they're, they're that's not just you. safe. It's it's Gary V. It's what well, yeah. that, that, that's what I've taken for fucking granted is that you post your process, whether it be successes, failures, whatever questions. Right. That, that you post the, the process. You if you have a question for your fans, well, I'm stuck here. What would you think? Even if you're not an artist, what would you think? I want a different point of view. Here's what I'm doing today. I'm learning keys today. I, even though I'm pressing blah blah blah, I'm still learning C D E F G H on the fucking keyboard. Whatever it is, you post your process. Yeah. That's question. That's probably the first time I've ever heard that. Really? So, yeah, it's very valuable. Oh, go, go to no. two. And, go and, to two. Anyway, that was that was point one. But then point two of the original question of like the oh, what do I post the day of and like is it even needed? Absolutely. It's, yeah, like it's, it's it's needed, unfortunately, for your fans if you want fans. And then one, what do you fucking post? The process. Us walking to the venue, us walking up the stairs, us looking at the venue for the first time, whatever it is, right. you post it. You may not think of it in the moment, unfortunately, but then you have to relive that for your fans. It's un it's super fucking unfortunate. And I say yeah. that because being an artist, you don't want to focus on that. If you were to able to just go, fuck all that shit, I would love to just work on music. Yeah, I would love to just work on shows, but I would love to right. not have to worry about X, Y, and fucking Z in the back end. But that's what we have to do in order to get shit done. So, like, I don't yeah. know. We're living in an age where, like, unfortunately, and I say unfortunately because I hate it the older I get, and I think we've been feeling this way together, Gage, is that we are so unpresent on our socials because we don't give a shit because we want to focus on our career. It would be so easy for me just to focus on my career, bro. But if I want clients... And if I want people that pay for slots, right. I need to be active. So it's super shitty, but that's the reality is I need to post my process. I need to post the, the successes is. and failures, and I need to post stuff. Like, I didn't post today, bro, because technically it doesn't serve me in any purpose. So like you said, it doesn't serve me any purpose to post anything today for me personally as a promoter, because it was at my show. No, it was two of my booking clients that, like, right now you guys don't have a ton of traction, so there's no po point in me posting. Right. That's the truth. I'm going to be posting about it with this podcast and with the shit that I make for both of you, right? right? But, you know, I, I'm not going to go out of my way to post it, just begin force that post. And I think that was a part of the conversation was like, do we force a post? Absolutely not. But if you have 20 to 30 unreleased songs, why can't you just be like, here's the beat I did or here's something I recorded yesterday. What's Which stopping song you from should doing I drop? that? Yeah. What's fucking yeah. stopping you from doing that in general? That's why yeah. I say keep going on TikTok, for example. Like I'm like, go on TikTok and fucking rap over a song that you've already rapped to act like you're fucking recording it. Because you're not, and but everyone thinks you are, and then you're like, oh shit, this is fire. But if it falls flat, you know that song probably shouldn't be released. Right. Let's just be real. But if it doesn't oh. fall flat, it's new ways of new ways of sharing content, basically new ways of sharing content, but new ways of getting feedback, right? Yeah, yeah, you're getting data basically immediately from that for free. And that and that yes. that that's my answer to your question. But to what we were talking about, about like you know, because we went off on a big tangent about if you need to or not, it, it's just super shitty that it's needed. That's why even like. Kato falls into the trap of like he has to post something even if it's fucking leg whatever it fucking is you need to post something to stay relevant and that's the only way you're getting business 100% 100% and I I really see both sides of this I, Bo I, 
really do because I like. If you want to be successful, listen to him. If you want to not kill yourself, listen to me. It's it's that that's the thing. Then find a middle ground. If I want to be, if I if you want to be successful, you have to you have to sacrifice that potential level of mental health. That it comes to for some people when you and that'll change later. Why do you think the Hopefully, music industry yeah, will is, change is ridden with drugs and alcohol because yeah, exactly. it's escapism? They exactly. need it because yeah. they give away everything. And that's what we realized. Like me and Gage see like artists never post to their shit because like they don't post. When you get to a certain extent and they hate it so much, they don't post. They hire someone else to post, bro. There's that's no there's yeah. no hiding it, bro. There's Your favorite no artists to. who are to a certain extent they don't post shit. They may think of an idea like Mod, for example, was like, oh shit. Bro, I have this fucking TikTok idea. We were in like Milwaukee. He was like, we gotta walk down this alley and we gotta do it to this song. But he's like, but you film it, bro, and you're gonna post it when I'm doing something else. Right? He's got he's he got had so an much, idea. He, he's getting ready for a show that day. Like he Correct. But like that's what people don't think. People think, oh, Mod did that. Right? Mod did that. Mod posted, bro. What the fucking mod posted? Yeah. No, fucking Jeff posted that works for mod. Yeah. Like I'm just being right. real. So like I don't know, man. That's 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 what I. I, I guess like it's like, about. how far are you willing to go into the facade, and what do you qualify as a facade? Because if yes. I found that out about my favorite art, favorite artist, I'd be a little salty. You know what I mean? Like if I thought this whole time, and maybe that's me for being foolish, like thinking that everything's like super authentic. But if I was a big fan of somebody, and then somehow I discovered that everything was just a fucking mirage. You would lose. You know what I mean? Just to serve the business. I mean, when we all know that it is, but like when you actually mm-hmm. see it, it's being exposed and you're like, being the, that the person. Veil, you see beyond the that. veil, basically. It's like, wow, you just took away the magic for me. Think of how. Yeah. I, yeah. I experienced a guy, the guy who we were talking to um, when you were sitting across the street for some fucking weird reason. Um, I was thinking about that experience of like, he was like, man, I've been to so many shows. I love to hang out with these artists. Like, I get really get to know them. Whatever. I'm like, man, if you only fucking knew, if you I know knew the guy you were what happened, about. if yeah, you knew what him. goes down, Is that you would Buffalo? never go to a show. What's that? Does he have a neck tattoo? I don't know. He was some drunk guy that tried to give me. Oh, a okay, he wasn't. He wasn't one of the performers. Yeah, but yeah, it's it, and then I'm just like, kind of like, yeah, man, you keep coming to shows <laughs> and. Keep being a patron, and that's awesome. <laughs> you know, you're keeping the lights on in my home. But you know, it's 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 weird. But you but you're sitting there knowing the reality. It's like, what yeah. side of Oz do you want to be on? Yes. You know, do you want to like be the that? one skipping down the yellow brick road, or do you want to be the guy behind the curtain? Yep. Yeah. 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 And and I just want to preface preface this, and like, I'm not I'm not trying to complain by any means but i i think it's a good conversation transparency yeah it's transparency like that's one of the things that i struggle with is like the need to feel like i have to post to stay relevant when i would rather focus that energy on the actual music you want to know my advice get a fucking team that's it work towards the team right yep because as soon as you can get to that point you can free yourself Exactly. From that. Exactly. That bind that you're in. Mm-hmm. 
Sorry, I had to yeah. fucking get something in my mouth. I was super Are dry. Are we still going, bro? Um, we're almost done here. I'm gonna finish it up to, to wrap this point up because yeah, it's three in the morning. Um, to wrap this point, I up. mean, the, to wrap it up. Hold on. Kevin's right. I'm wrong. No, 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 no. That's actually what I wanted to talk about. Was that there's different approaches to everything. I'm not. Then I'm on a preface. Like you said, if you want to be successful, Brady, I was not a successful artist, so you can't tell me what like I do and don't know about being successful. I have no fucking idea. I'm still I'm learning. I'm just saying you've got a lot of industry insight. You've you it's, can steer people better. I have industry insight because we I was all, blessed we enough we get to it. be You're carried humble. to the mountain. It's cool. No, 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 no. I, was I was blessed enough to be able to be carried to the mountain. We talked about it earlier. Like, I was literally fucking catapulted to the mountain. But so you I was have like, to walk up the mountain, too. I went... It's like... The fuck? like so I, I didn't know. I just saw a bunch of shit very briefly. Right? Very briefly. I don't know what goes into that. But you've but, been walking for a while when you got that lift. Right. But what I, what I was saying by it was just that about the content. Like, there's different approaches. You can take the exclusivity approach and just not post at all. And then when you post some fire shit, it's fucking blowing up. And then you post one little thing on social media to pair it with that. And it just goes nuts because it was your first post in a long time and your music's fire. That's a rare occasion for artists just because if you are a Kanye. That's usually if you like, have a fan base already. Even like Break-Ins is another artist. Some of you guys have heard of Break-Ins. Yes. Look him up. He's dope as yes. fuck. He doesn't post often at all. But his music, every time he does post, is like, it's super crazy. Scott showed me him. The guys who don't post, Corbin, Bobby, just like local people that yep. you might be able to relate to, they have unbelievable connections that they've created in their in their pockets in the industry. And their music's always to super crazy. for that. Yeah. So being able to have yeah. people like Wheezy on your, on your right That's hand a good point. is way more valuable than... You know, a fucking post that gets twenty thousand likes. It doesn't doesn't fucking matter at that point. That's irrelevant because you're you've embedded yourself into that area that you want to be in already. And those people who already have those resources will then use that to catapult you to where you want to go because you've built that relationship with them. Right. Yeah. But they're gonna look at your track record. And they're going to look, when you first meet them, they're going to wonder, where's your shit? They're not just going to look at your streams. They're going to want to look at where you are elsewhere. And that's where you want to have the social media and stuff like that. Even if it's very irrelevant or if it's not as often, it's there. And so it's yes. like, yeah, like, yeah, when you posted, to, like, for example, you posted today or yesterday about like, hey, I got a show in Fargo, right? Yeah. Like, if anything... That just reminded people, right? It may have not have been a huge social nudge, but it was something, right? And you maybe you didn't need to do that, but if you didn't do that, who knows if you didn't sell those tickets you did today for I that person? Didn't do that? Did the show happen? And that's where you come into play. <laughs> that's where we'll go. Yeah, that's where you come into play. Where it's like, well, did it even fucking happen? Yeah. So, anyway. no, I, I I feel what you're saying on that though. Yeah. But anyway, we'll fucking, I'm just saying, but anyway, and I don't want to wrap it up, but it's three in the fucking morning. Yeah, let's morning. get some sleep. Yeah. yeah so uh, thank you for tuning in to Kev's Perspective. Chia. Chia. What, what was it again? Is it uh, uh, re retention? What, what are we? Semen retention. Semen I'm going to go fab and go sleep. No fab gang. No fab gang. 2021. I might just. That was good. It got heated, but it was good. It got heated, but it got a lot of set. Like, there was a lot of stuff that people. Probably never even there was. get to. Like, there was that, yeah. that whole.
thank you, thank you, thank you to every single listener. You have followed me all the way to the end of this episode, and I greatly appreciate you for doing that. Please go give me a follow on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Leave me a review. Give it a five star and tell me what you love about this podcast. Every little thing you do helps, including subscribing to me on YouTube. That is Kev's Perspective, K-E-V comma S Perspective. Every single week, I do all of this myself, and I'd greatly appreciate all of you to just give me a follow, throw me a five star, give me a like, whatever you can do to help me grow. I'd greatly appreciate it. Tune in next week to Kev's Perspective. Cheers.